0: Welcome to the VSA Capital um, Tech and Transitional Energy Podcast on Thursday, the 23rd of November. Uh, hi, Phil. How you doing?
1: Hey, very good. Thank you, Andrew.
0: You're at home today. You're going to the
1: dentist, are you? Uh, yeah, I've just been for an x-ray, but next Thursday, Andrew, I've got to have an extraction, so I won't necessarily be on as good form. We could always do it later in the day at 2.30.
0: Oh, the old jokes <laughs> are always the best. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Very good. Good. Uh, uh, right, what do we got? Um, I'll do my little intro. It's going to be little because it's just a complete not a rant. But obviously, Mr. Bean stood up in Parliament yesterday and gave the awesome statement. Um, he was waving his little teddy bear around and he had his little case. And uh, what an absolute load of rubbish! It was one of the worst awesome statements I think I've ever heard in my life. The guy hasn't got a bloody clue. He really hasn't. Um, the sooner this, uh, sadly. The sooner this government is out of power, the better, because they need to go and reorganise themselves. Um, they're just a shambles. Sadly, the alternative is just as bad. There is no decent government at all. And unfortunately, they gave no moves whatsoever to try and uh, help the UK stock market, which helps UK businesses, which helps the UK economy, which helps people who live in the UK. There was no attempt to help people who live in the UK. All they care about is their own jobs. And they're probably all going to lose them, which is what they deserve. I think I'll get wiped out at the next election, which means the market continues to be difficult. Um, Also, today, of course, is Thanksgiving Day. So if you're an American listening to this, happy Thanksgiving. Um, It does mean that um, the markets over here continue to be very, very quiet. But there are a few glimmers of light. A lot of these cash bids have been going through. The money is starting to land back uh, into fund managers' portfolios, particularly actually inching off the EIS funds are starting to accumulate and VCT funds starting to accumulate a bit of cash. Uh, And so we might see some nice VCT EIS deals going around. Um, Also, just whilst I'm giving a slight preamble, um, don't forget that it's the VSA Acris event next Tuesday on the 28th at the Royal Court of Justice. Surgeons, not Justice Christ. I've got law on my head. Um, uh, And we've got 16 companies competing to be the the company of the year, so to speak. We also have four really good pre-IPO companies presenting. We've got some great speakers, uh, Joanne Hart. Uh, We have a a shadow economic spokesman speaking. And, of course, we've got our head judge, Andy Brough, um, who will be telling us who he thinks is the best company. But also talking to the audience, um, you know, we're not actually going to interview Andy. We're not asking him to give a presentation. What we actually just want is the audience to be able to interact with him uh, to find out what really makes him tick. Ask the questions he always wanted to, and he'll be there all day. So just go up and have a chat with him. It's a great day. Free food and booze as well. Um, so it's actually, even if you're just feeling hungry, a bit thirsty, come along. It's a great day. Um, right, that's a bit of another preamble, because other than that, I could just get quite ranty and ragey, I think. We don't want to go down that street. Actually, I'll tell you what, I will just we just do get onto you, Phil, if that's all right. Uh, we obviously had a lot of... Uh, we do on this podcast talk a lot about invinity energy systems i'm really sorry about that i mean we had a lot of calls yesterday because the price had a bit of a, a, a dash downwards um look just there is there is no there is no news that's the problem and without news a few sellers cannot the price because there's a bit of a buyer's strike on it at the moment but there is no news um there's a the, the odd blogger out there who you know says oh they're going to have to raise money the back end of next year or something so far away it's irrelevant um and anybody can work that out you'd have to be a bloody rocket scientist but we've also been very clear that we're in discussions um with strategics i think it's fair to say that you know because of the middle east war everything has slowed down i don't just mean our discussions um but the whole world is just slowing down saying we need to see how this all gets resolved before we make any decisions um so with no news it's difficult to create buyers So just need a tiny little seller to make it move down. So, but there's nothing changed. Nothing's changed at all. Um, It's obviously disappointing, don't get me wrong, but I'm still as as, uh, a bigger believer in the abilities of this company. Once the new Mistral product is launched with Siemens Gamesa um, in H1 next year, that uh, everything changes. It's gonna be pretty exciting. Uh, If you've got other questions on it, you can get in contact with me. I will then probably put you in contact with the company. Um, But I can assure you that there is nothing mysterious, people stirring up sort of, oh, they're going to do a fundraise. Look, we've been very clear about it. We're not going around the institutions rattling the tin. You know, there are other solutions. Um, Anyway, there you go. That's my little bit there. Um, Anything you want to say, Phil, on on, uh, any of those topics that I brought up? How, How did you feel Mr. Bean did yesterday?
1: um oh my god so much more could have been done that needs to be done andrew i think is is the summary on that one um there's a well, we've talked many a time about the investment that's required the things to make the stock market work and be as successful as the as the us is with its stock market i mean at the end of the day it's all about growing companies and that means jobs and that's good for everyone so yeah a shame missed opportunity I'm not sure if Mr Bean will lose his seat at the next
0: election. I hope he does because he's completely not an idiot. Um, although, you know there we go let get get off it. Let's do let's talk about tech and transition energy figures results news whatever else you want to go. You kick off Phil I'm sure I'll interject and maybe think of some things. I have been actually running around going I've been up, up the north of England seeing companies and things uh, a bit recently uh, so I'm probably a bit out of touch. But off you go Phil. Come on. Kick off.
1: Yep, I will do. Um, and i big fan. Well, actually, I've just been to the dentist and uh, they've taken an x-ray and they've downloaded it on a computer and it's all stored there for them. Um, the tech in the health service, uh, we've all seen the impact of it. And from my perspective, a lot of it is very, very positive. However, there was some very interesting news this week that um, the U.S. quoted Palantir. Um, this is a day, big data analytics firm. Market cap is $42 billion in the States has won a seven-year 330 million pound contract with the nhs to build a new data platform to centralize patient data now palantir i'm sure some of you may know um, also works very closely with military and uh, intelligence agencies uh is us-based so this has been causing um, a bit of anxiety in various quarters. Uh, with David Davis, member of Parliament, said that in practice it is very difficult to fully anonymise health record data. Um, but I, I think, for, for me, the one thing this just does show is just just how important now um, data intelligence is within the health service uh, the, and the widespread use of, of our you know of our information so I think overall it's a very very good thing but obviously you can see a few concerns in various quarters but you can see how the NHS is moving now with with uh, greater technology implementation so that was that was quite I thought it was quite eye catching that
0: okay very good yep. key going
1: and then staying with uh, government and IT um IDOX so uh, 282 million market cap the ticket is IDOX uh, they had a trading update for their year ending 31st of October and they uh, provide software uh, and geospatial data solutions to the, to the public, uh, to, to government, uh, but also what they quote as asset intensive sectors. Uh, what does that mean? Well I mean the asset intensive sectors actually is, is uh, big engineering and advanced um, technology businesses for engineering document management. So in all design development processes you're tracking what is going on and in production Uh, All those documents need to be managed, that's what their software does. Um, But also, in terms of government, uh, they provide uh, software that is used across sort of services really sexual health management, public protection, electoral services, social care. So, um, you know, very much government spend exposed. Uh, They said for the trading period, and this is for their full year, that their record order intake of over 82 million. Uh, an increase of 11% upon the prior period, and they said that they're expecting revenue and profit growth in line with expectations. Uh, recurring revenue up uh, a 9% increase in their full year adjusted EBITDA to 24.5 million, um, and they've got relatively low uh, net debt. And this is having already paid for an acquisition of a company called Emap Site. So i thought um i thought that was pretty good all things considered actually and it's on a i was just looking at the valuation on this one and it's on an ev bit dar ev ebit of 16 times which actually you know for a software company of this type and the customer exposure it has it looks very interesting i thought
0: good i'm glad you think it looks interesting
1: that's (laughs) that's idocs um and sticking with uh data um, intense data companies uh, intercede, tickets IGP, this one's a bit smaller, it's a 40 million market cap, uh, and if you look at the share price chart, Andrew, um, tickets IGP, it had interims to September end, uh, and this company's seen quite a bounce in its back in its share price. Uh, they've announced interims to September end, it's cyber security software, but primarily It's focused around individual identity and credential management. So this is all about ID and identifying people. Look, Um, it's all about the fact they
0: said that actually... Profits for the full year are going to be ahead of previous market expectations. Whippy, we love that.
1: <laughs> you see, there you go, and they're winning. Uh, it's an international business as well. Even it's a small market cap, they're doing well internationally. Uh, they've won new licensing um, orders for the software from the U.S. Department of State. Uh, for its identification management system. it's a $0.9 million contract. Uh, but they've also said that a large, quote, uh, North American telecoms company has increased its license deployment. So, yeah, it looks to be progressing very well. So that's Intercede, you know, IGP the ticket. So we saw that. Um, did you have a look at Molten Ventures? Uh, they had the interims, Andrew. And this what is big, was that? I missed that. It could have been I was on my travels. I think, yes, you have been travelling. Yeah, nice to hear you've been travelling traveling around the nation, Andrew. Good. Seeing UK, <laughs> UK business. Very cheaply,
0: I can assure you. You can get a train from Leeds. You book you know, a specific train yeah. using my old person's rail car. I came back last
1: night for 20 quid. You're Really? All away from Leeds, yeah. Well, well, that's super funny for money. Oh, do something, right? Yeah. I was in Sheffield different. too,
0: actually. I'll tell you what, the train from Leeds to Sheffield though is so slow. Bloody hell! Anyway, sorry. Back to come on, back to tech and transition energy.
1: Yeah, I'd like to talk about cross country rail infrastructure, and that is an area we need to invest in, and we haven't done. Right, Molten Ventures. Uh, ticket is um, GRW, is it GRW or GROW, Andrew? I can't remember anyway. Uh, so they have interims. This is a big quoted venture capital firm, so we look, you know, watch these very closely to see what's happening in. In, uh, in technology companies more widely, uh, and they invest widely in technology companies. Uh, they reported that their um, net assets, so they've got net assets of about 1.1 billion, so it's a large large VC firm, um, and the net assets per share were 735p for the period versus 780p. Um, so the net assets have gone down um, slightly during the period, uh, made various cash investments, um, and they've got a debt facility of 150 million pounds versus 90 million, and there's 90 million that was drawn on the 30th of September. So they still have firepower, but you know, there's nothing going through the results in terms of the tech sector overall that kind of was eye-catching. You know, looking at changes or real changes in valuations. I don't know if you, I think, further to comment on that.
0: Uh, Well, actually, so the answer I mean, I I find Molten Ventures and IP Group both of them have huge cost base to run these things. They trade up massive discounts. I've talked to quite a lot of the shareholders, actually, both quite big ones. They should merge. Rip out a load of cost, it would actually be very good for shareholders.
1: Yeah, there we go. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and moving on to a much smaller uh, VC tech firm and a client of ours. Uh, this is Superseed Capital, so it's a feeder into the main Superseed fund, which is private. But it gives this gives investors, quoted investors, exposure to uh, to a big private VC fund. They specialize in business-to-business um, SaaS and and AI companies, and they reported their third quarter uh, results. So Superseed Capital uh, ticker is uh, www.ase, It's quoted on Aquis. Um, what was interesting for me in their third quarter Andrew is that they invested I mean they've got about I think 17 companies now they're invested in um, but two of those companies and they first invested in one of them called tech assembly in q22021 second called Garvis in q32022 two, they've already attracted corporate m a and been acquired unbelievable I was very impressed with this because you don't want to fund but you know these funds have to compete to to get exposure to investments. They have to be highly skilled in the way they select the investments, and in the case of Superseed, they add value by helping them to commercialise their business. And clearly, these two are growing commercially and are actually attracted outside acquisitors very early on uh, into the investee cycle. So I did think that was that was quite eye catching. That.
0: Yeah, No. We. I mean, unfortunately, it's a it's a very small little listed company because we did it at a time when. Market conditions were very tough. I mean, it's a great little business. Um, anybody who wants to get exposure to small cap AI SaaS, this is the way to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, very Christmas. Right, and um, this and another eye-catching sort of announcement this morning. This is Weir Group. So Weir Group, together is W E I R. Market cap is four point seven billion. Um, and I, Andrew, you are a mining man. Um, they are Weir Group is a huge supplier to the mining industry. Uh, centrifuges, slurry handling, crushers, pumps, uh, annual revenue of about £2.5 billion. And they have made an acquisition in AI. So they uh, acquired a company called Sentient AI, and they're Swedish-based developer of um, artificial intelligence solutions that optimised performance of minerals processing. Um, And they are, as we say, we are accelerating, they're accelerating its technology roadmap and expanding digital capability. Uh, to enhance productivity basically you know supersedes uh, ai investments are all about improving business productivity and here we see a very big you know you could say more traditional but advanced engineering business um getting exposure to the sector to improve uh, to improve its its offering to its clients well done then great love it going into a new world aren't we? we, we yeah exactly and sticking with Uh, Advanced engineering, Rotork. ticker is ROR, 2.6 billion market cap. Rotork's are a a specialist in um, valves and actuators, uh, which are the controls for valves, also instrumentation that controls, uh, you know, big arrays of of, of valves. Um, So, a combination of heavy engineering, but also technology. uh, End sectors, naturally, valves, it's going to be oil and gas, chemicals, processing and industrial. Um, and they uh, issued a trading update for their four months ending the 29th of October. Um, and they said that uh, performance is in line with expectations and order intake showing improvement on 2022, um, with all divisions ahead led by oil and gas and water and power. Um, and the same for a 10 month period, the group order intake was up by nearly 10%. And saying that they're seeing. Uh, supply chain issues uh, are improving, so they're seeing an easing in supply chain issues they'd seen, um, and they've got exp- they reconfirming expectations for strong growth in full year revenues. Um, so I thought, you know, just from a sector perspective and who is spending money on capital spend, uh, that was interesting to see because they got quite broad exposure there in oil and gas and chemicals processing. Yeah, did you see the uh, eco interims? Are you going to talk about those? No. I missed those, Andrew. So. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's
0: fine. We can't get them all, uh, but they were actually they were pretty good, to be honest. With you, um, it was a, a positive statement, you know. Uh, but they're 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 doing a lot of work on cloud and SaaS and all that sort of stuff. That's why I was suddenly on my mind, actually, after you were talking about SuperSeed. so it takes a bit of time for things to go through to my mind. Uh, but they said, that, you know, fully. I mean, what they said was they expect a, a posit, very strong, positive twenty twenty four, and continued growth in 2025 so that was that was um quite a nice one i thought nice Is, <laughs> is eckoh the reason i know about it actually i don't really know their business but i i, I run my mother's uh aim iht portfolio yeah we do, i do it off a quant basis um so i don't know what half the companies in it do actually i'll be absolutely honest it sounds weird but it performs quite well um, and uh, it's in that, so I do just sort of, it sort of pops up on my screen, shall we say, um, as something that I see. Uh, talking of things that were quite good, actually, in a slightly bigger one, you know, Diploma, I had their full years, and they, they look pretty good, actually, and they were all sort of, yeah, positive for the future. It's good, solid company, Diploma.
1: Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Been around for, for many years. I mean, as I was, you know, Weir and Rotork, these are, you know, some of the, yeah... Really good quality company. I'll
0: actually tell you one. Funny enough, that I um, I looked at and you probably didn't, but it is sort of uh, transition energy, and as much as it does all this uh, waste to gas type thing, and that is Equitec, E Q T E C. Oh yeah, yeah. tiny company. I mean, it's, the share price has been <laughs> quite unbelievable. Uh, funny, we we did do work and, uh, work with this company a little bit, quite a long time ago, um, when it, when it was at the bottom of the hill. Um, it then marched all the way up the top of the hill and has marched sadly all the way back down. It was about 200 million market capital at one stage. Now it's only a few million. Um, But they had actually... I went and saw the CEO the other day because I said, you know, I've got a feeling I should be looking at you again. Um, And they've actually announced on Monday uh, restructuring all their debt facilities, um, additional funding of 3 million, reductions in operating expenditure, uh, share consolidation, changes on the board uh, remuneration changes that changed the broker a little bit, you know, for one RNS, that was a hell of a lot of news. Um, and I'm not saying I want to rush out and buy it now because I think I want to probably do a bit more what I describe as work in my own mind, but obviously because we used to work from, you know, quite a few years back, um, do understand it, you know, with a market cap of 4.6, and as I say, it has been as high as 200 million. If these guys are actually sorting themselves out in the space they're in, I think you can see that it could be quite a little winner. Um, so I'm just marking cards here, uh, and I will carry on doing my homework.
1: Oh, that sounds really interesting. What's what's the ticker on that? Or is it, so it's Ectech? Is it no? The ticker
0: is EQTE.L. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It is quite interesting. David Palumbo is the CEO. Very nice guy. Uh, yes, I went and had lunch with him actually the other day because it's caught my eye. Um, and actually, the other one I just noticed um, had an RNS. Actually, let's, we'll do a bit of battery talk, shall we? Um, but I saw that Ilica put out an RNS. Um, they've got to a, 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 a milestone, a design freeze milestone for the first customer prototype release of the Goliath battery um that got the market all sort of excited and popped up illica a little bit uh illica though of course has has still come come down again an awful long way from sort of 270 to 40p or something um i mean the whole battery space of course has been very difficult a lot of money flying out of transitional energy after this total boom we had in 2021 of transitional energy. it's just like the dot-com boom goes shooting up comes shooting down everybody panics at the bottom and then it goes up again um then we're in that panic at the bottom before it just goes up again. Uh, but yeah, that was an interesting piece of news from Illica. But obviously also, uh, actually, um, Gellion also, they did it. I've never quite been sure about Gellion, but they've they done this, bought this deal for a silicon sulphur technology. They're actually coming out of Australia, but they, they have all sorts of different technologies um, for different batteries, zinc bromide, you name it. They're trying to, they're trying to change the whole world of batteries. But unfortunately, as we know, and unfortunately, as investors know, developing a battery costs a huge amount of money. Um, if you're trying to develop three batteries all at the same time, I hate to say it, you'll probably fail. Uh, I don't want to be negative on them. I don't know it well enough um, to, to suggest something like that. Again, the stock price, I think has come down from 300p to 24p. That's so had quite a baptism of fire on the stock market. Uh, market cap now is $27 million. Um, But what is interesting, the reason I wanted to discuss it a bit, ignoring Gellion itself, we also saw Northvolt this week come out with some major news, which is they basically came out and said, look, actually, we've designed a sodium iron battery that needs no lithium, and actually it's better, and actually maybe we can make this and completely remove the need for lithium in batteries completely um i mean i'm sure you read that statement phil because you yeah. couldn't miss it um now look i mean I'll, I'll give my take you give your take that's like sounds like a sort of you know game you play at a teenage party no children's party um the whole world of batteries is going through massive transformation at the moment uh, and by the way i think you'll find that robert freeland completely agrees with me on this or i agree with him probably i agree with him he's probably a bit more successful than me um and actually of course you know and we see this in so many things We've all become very established that, you know, the the lithium, you know, cobalt, manganese, nickel, whatever you want to do it. there's, there's, There's NMC, LPF and all these sort of things, batteries that the Chinese are pumping out like mad. But we probably are now that suddenly everyone's gone, oh, my God, we're going into the electric age. Got to look at batteries. We are going to see all these new technologies. And we also will find new technologies that make the cost of these things go down dramatically. So if. Like lithium becomes a constraining item, people will develop a battery that doesn't need it. Um, nickel is quite a constraining item, so people will develop batteries which they have. Uh, that's the LPF uh, that don't need nickel, uh, and we will get new technologies for the whole battery. We'll get new technologies which we're already getting for the for the cathode and for the anode. Um, you know, we know that, for instance, niobium is a very interesting uh, metal to play around with your anode because basically it has oxides that. Very happily flip between each other, but you have to mix it with certain other uh, elements, and it's quite difficult to get a stable commercial product. But there are a lot of people trying to do it. We're doing a, we're doing a lot of work on that, aren't we, Phil? Um, obviously, you know, we always always talking about vanadium flow, and that's but flow batteries in general have their space. In fact, the battery world is so big, there's room for all of them. By the way, so I'm not everyone can be successful. That's the great thing. Everyone can go away with a party balloon. Famous quote from a very famous farm manager. Um, Um, so it's actually I think it's all really fascinating stuff it's not all chemistry lab stuff either some of these people are actually quite a long way down the whole commercialization chain Um, I think we're only a few years away from seeing a very different range of batteries out there that could change a lot of thinking and as I say the commodities the technologies that you need that's my little take I don't know whether you've got a a view that you would add to that Phil well yeah I,
1: i First, there's a remember, there's a, there's a strategic angle as well, isn't there? I mean, the reliance on Chinese supply supplying batteries is, is being very closely looked at for the electrification sector. And the other thing, too, I think, adding about the new technology is you can develop the technology and get consistent performance results in the lab with it. But there is another stage, which is actually bringing it into production, um, into volume, to do it, you know, to yield it successfully so that you can actually make a profit on your product. Um, And so that's always a significant challenge and something you need to look at very, very closely. And so when someone like Northvolt gets involved and is making announcements and is a big company that productionizes you know it has battery production i think that's you know is really interesting it's pretty significant so it was good it was, it was good to see that actually and it's a european company absolutely it's great i mean you know that's that's what we've got to do
0: uh we we lost sort of 30 years probably to the chinese um well done then they were very smart um, actually, in fairness, you know, South Korea, Japan, they're pretty good. Asia, should we say, yeah. Uh, yeah. are well ahead of the West. Uh, and I think the West will very, very quickly catch up. Particularly, you know, we know that both out of, and I'm not just saying these, just these two universities, but out of Oxford and Cambridge, you get some amazing technology. Um, and a lot of the UK universities are really good at this sort of stuff and have specific, you know, battery chemistry departments. Um,
1: so, yeah, very exciting, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is, Andrew, and inevitably, no matter what the government does, your investment, if the tech is good enough with an international opportunity, then international money comes into it, as we are seeing, um, and strategic investors come in alongside uh, the financial institutions. So, yeah, it's exciting times.
0: We've gone full circle. What the government does is absolutely nothing it's useless. Right, on that note, let's finish it um, before I get going again. Um, hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, do send us messages. Do, do send us money. Money, 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 money. Uh, no, do, do what you want. Uh, and we'll be back again next week when Phil's had his face completely changed.
1: <laughs> Very good. Thanks. Yes. Well, ciao next week, Andrew.
0: This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital.